What's up, guys? I'm Adrian. I am a gel nail tech based out of Vancouver, Washington. My primary focus is natural nail overlays. I do the occasional gel extension. I love education. I love art. I love learning and I love teaching. And that is the whole point of this podcast. I'm Rachel. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I'm Rachel and I am amazing. Um, I'm Rachel. I am also, I've also been in the industry about two years. Um, and I'm also a gel nail specialist. We are best friends. Yeah, I forgot to well, mention that. All the things. So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You can forget about me. I'm not offended. So our podcast is basically the nitty gritty of nails, everything that people don't want to talk about, whether that's education, tips and tricks, clientele, pricing, which will get Rachel fired up. Um, basically anything that nail techs try and keep as like trade secrets that they don't want to share or it's like a touchy subject in the industry that's what we want to talk about hot topics nail shiz yes hot takes on some nail shiz yeah so we're just going to talk about all the things in the nail industry that are you know a little uncomfortable but also so necessary to talk about so today we're going to talk about education which doesn't get me fired up but I love yes we both love education especially because we had two different types of education um so it's fun to compare and contrast our education experiences absolutely what type of program did you attend we both attended a more traditional approach to nail school yeah so I went to a competency-based program uh, I think that varies state by state. I don't know if every state has competency-based. Um, I live in Washington. I went to school in Oregon because Washington is an umbrella state. You have to take full Cosmo. Um, in Oregon, you can pick and choose. And I just wanted to do aesthetics and nails. I went to a competency-based aesthetic school first, and then I went to a competency-based nail school that was closer to me. Um, took me about 12 weeks. It was not an hourly based program. We still had to be there a minimum number of hours, but it was nowhere near like an hourly based program. Um, it was mostly just show up, pass your tests and do your mark offs. And whenever you get it done, you can leave. So I attended a similar traditional school, um, but mine was hourly based. Like we had a minimum number of hours. Actually, it's the only like If you go over that number of hours, you actually get charged for it. So it was like, this is it. You do this many hours and that is it. Uh, We did have to sign things off. We did have to pass tests. But the biggest thing, because I went to school in Utah and then later transferred to Colorado. um, The biggest thing was the hours and the test, like getting the test done. Is there a difference, different requirements for uh, you to transfer your license to Colorado? Did you have to do anything extra? I didn't have to do anything extra because my program, so my program didn't meet the number of hours for Colorado, which is something you'll have to check because some states are 300, some states are 600 hours, some states, they don't care how many hours you have, some states you don't have to be certified, it's only the one state, but. um, Not Texas. Connecticut. Connecticut, you don't have to be certified. I think Texas, you have to do 600 hours. I think Texas is where they're trying to not require you to Yeah, they're trying to get rid of it. 
Mm-hmm. Trying to get rid of it entirely. They're trying to get rid of it. They're trying to get rid of school entirely in Utah as well. Oh, I didn't for the Cosmo that. program, mm-hmm. which would automatically kick out nails. They're trying to make it so you don't have to be licensed to do hair, and that you don't Scary. have to be licensed to do nails in Utah. Yeah. Scary. But I'm not there anymore. <laughs> um, but. I didn't have, so my school in Utah was 300 hours and then in Colorado, it's 600 hour program. So it's double the hours, but I had worked in Utah for a year. So I met the minimum requirement of a thousand working hours before moving here. So they transferred my license just fine. Some states you'll have to take a test. Some states you won't. I do still like, you have to take an e-file test to use an e-file in Colorado. You don't have to do that in Utah. Um, also, nail technicians have a slightly larger scope here than they did in Utah. So here, nail technicians can wax legs, arms, hands, and feet, even though they don't teach that in school most of the time, unless you're doing like a full aesthetics program and everything. Uh, but here in Colorado, you can wax hands, legs, arms, and feet, along with being a nail te- technician. You don't need a separate... Uh, license for that I find that interesting I think it's because people like to have their toes waxed when they get pedicures interesting yeah when I transferred my license from Oregon to Washington Oregon's requirements were greater than Washington so I was able to just transfer it straight across with reciprocity with no issues which was very nice yeah, there was a while there that I thought I was going to have to finish the extra 300 hours, which I probably would have if I had tried to do it just like straight out of school. Okay, anyway. so we've covered so, hourly school and we've covered competency-based school. So let's touch on apprenticeship, which I don't have a ton of information on because it was never something that I even so much as looked into. So I think you might have more insight because you love the research. I do. And before picking a school, I did research. So because I have three little kids, we should mention we are both moms and have busy schedules. Moms. <laughs> um, I have three little kids. And because of that, I looked into all of my options for school. So I looked into like daytime hours, nighttime hours, apprenticeships, all that kind of stuff. Um, apprenticeships are a little bit harder to find, but I find that the education you get out of it, as far as being skilled at your job when you're done is greater you tend to get like because you get one-on-one attention with that nail tech who's showing you on actual clients that they have what to do versus being in a school where like it's your friends and family or people off the street coming in for cheap nails uh it's not generally people who care (laughs) about having their nails done nicely and it's not usually a let me show you what to do when someone's nails come in like this it's usually a get it done past your test situation so apprenticeships like you get a little bit more meat out of it but I don't know how many apprenticeship people actually I I would assume most of them end up passing their tests but I don't know how many of them focus on you passing your test yeah we should add that um, at least in my experience and I'm pretty sure yours as well I didn't learn anything that is useful in my daily job in school. I learned all of that from working. And I feel like if you are actually trying to learn to do client's nails and not just pass a test, an apprenticeship is a great way to go because you're getting on the job training. When you're a nail tech like us, where we're solo, we have to teach all of that to ourselves. 
Uh, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched a lot of online education. When you are an apprentice, uh, you're being able to shadow someone and they can answer your questions in real time. When you're teaching it to yourself, you kind of have to troubleshoot and like figure things out on your own. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, fuck, I got to start from scratch and figure it out. Yep. And I think that when you're talking about apprenticeships and looking at apprenticeships, it's, you're going to come out as a more well-rounded nail technician. You're going to be better at your job because you got to see real things. But also, like I said, it's, it is really easy to get wrapped up in the things that like you want to know and need to know for your day-to-day job and to, and forget that those things aren't going to be on your test. Like they're not checking to see how well prepped your nail is. They don't care if your nail is prepped well. They don't care if your nail stays on. They don't even care if your nail is lumpy or not. They just want to see that you can apply the acrylic without getting it on the skin. They don't test you on different types of product, any of that. Did you have to do a hands-on practical for your test or was it just a written test? I had both. Yeah. So when I took my test, I did my practical at school. Um, Nice. Yeah, so my aesthetic school, I was really great friends with my teacher, um, and I was really comfortable with what I did. My nail school, um, I had went to school already doing my nails. My nail teacher didn't know dick about gel. I sat down and showed her how I do gel nails, um, and so she kind of just let me, like, breeze by in the program, Um, and when it came down to the practical, she didn't really pay attention to what the hell I did. Um, so I did have to take my practical at school and then I went to, uh, Salem and did my written there. So I didn't do a practical with the actual state. I did it with the school. Yeah. I had to do a practical with the state and with the school or not with the school, with the state and then a written with the state as well. So my practical test, I went into a room with four other nail techs and we sat at the table and all they really cared about was how much we were disinfecting. Like the more you disinfected, the better, like you won't, you wouldn't get down, knocked down for disinfecting too much, but you would get knocked down for not disinfecting enough. So yeah. like, that was literally the only thing they cared about. They didn't care. I feel about like the, the only thing, the only thing they care about at school is that you're not going to like give someone a disease that's going to make their fucking finger fall off. Uh, and oh, that sure. they, that you that you understand that you have to pay your fees to them, and that's yep. pretty much it. But yeah, that's all they care about. They care about getting their money. They care about making sure that you pass your test and don't come back. Yeah. So now let's move on to other forms of education, and this is a big one. Uh, I feel like in any industry, and I feel like if you are in any job and you are in a rut, this is something you can do to help push yourself over that hump. And that is continuing education. I feel like everyone needs continuing education, no matter what field they are in. Um, specifically in a field like ours, where trends change literally every single day. There is a new trend yeah. with nails, with hair, with skin. I mean, there's a new trend every single day and continuing education is something that can keep you up on those trends. So there's a couple different routes that we can take with continuing education. Um, Rachel's absolute favorite is online. She it's not my favorite. I just like how easy it is to access. You spend a lot of money on. I do spend a lot of money. You spend a lot of money on it. A lot of money and time. 
Yes. And I mean, it clicks with you. It really does. Well, I like that I can like watch it over and over again. I, it's one of those things that it's, I don't necessarily enjoy being around other humans, <laughs> which yeah. is funny in this profession. <laughs> like, it really I is. I really love it. It really is. Um, so I like the ability to pause and watch and change and like, like really close up, see what's going on. And it, part of that, I think, is because my eyes are not as great as they used to be. And so like when it's zoomed way in, I can see what's happening. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do thrive in online education. I do that. I do really well with online education. Yeah. And so it's... one form of online education is one-on-one education. Uh, I know of a couple brands where it, everyone structures it differently. Maybe uh, you'll have, I know there's one program where you have all these different videos you watch and you send them pictures of your nail art, your structure, your form application, blah, blah, blah. And they check it off. And then as soon as they check it off, you can move on. And then at the end, you have a FaceTime or Zoom call one-on-one where you go over these things, kind of like a practical exam, like you would take um, for the state. That's exactly what it was. And uh, at the end of it, you get your certificate or your plaque or whatever you get from it. Um, and I, I would consider that a one-on-one where you're learning the things and then they're coming back and it's just the two of you and you are reviewing everything and making sure you got the gist of it. And then you're able to move on from there. Yeah. There's a few programs like that. I also know that there are some people on Instagram who offer one-on-ones who do live one-on-ones with you where you can do like the shared boxes on Instagram Mm -hmm. and they'll just do you and that person and they'll chat back and forth. Um, and like you, it's like a private Instagram that's just the two of you. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's, um, there's what, well, I guess it's not really, it's not really a one-on-one, but we took some art classes during quarantine that were kind of one-on-one. Like we sent them pictures and then they would give us feedback and tell us yes, no, whatever. Oh, we don't recommend these classes. <laughs> That's what did. So don't message us and ask us what classes they were. We won't tell you. They were they awful. Sucked. You don't want to take them. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the next those, that's option. another form of one-on-one though. Yeah. That's that's an option. So then the next option would be uh, pre-recorded videos. Um, I would say these Which are, are the things- ones I like. Yeah, these are what Rachel likes because you can go back and rewatch them. You can, some videos, they let you uh, save it or give you lifetime access to them after you pay for them. I feel like the lifetime access ones are more expensive. Um, hey, um, but in that's my experience, fine. they're actually not. Really? Um, well, <laughs> Depends I have on one person. person who I take classes from who is quite expensive. Uh, but then well, you I've love had- her. I do love her. I have someone else who is in the nail industry, Melissa. We can bleep that out if we need to. But Melissa, do you know who I'm talking about? The yeah. One, the Inkies. She, her classes are lifetime access and they were 30 bucks. That's not bad. No. Yeah. So pre-recorded so I, I, would be like. It just depends I, on the class. Yeah. I feel like pre-recorded is uh, probably th- that or YouTube are the ones that I would be most likely to watch. Um, because I have a squirrel brain 
and I get distracted like a toddler at the carnival um, and I need to be able to like pause it and go do whatever else I'm doing and then come back and like watch it uh, watch it while I'm at work or whatever um, so I like the pre-recorded classes if I were to take an online class I know that online classes are not your favorite they're not my favorite in-person classes and you've attended a lot more in-person classes than I have and part of that is because in-person education is quite a bit more expensive than I had to I had to travel the first time I went I flew um and then get a hotel room and the second time I ended up driving and then you had to get a hotel room and then there's food and drinks and everything else that goes into traveling um so it was definitely more expensive so if you're looking for like ease and like affordability flexibility I would say online is probably the best way to go um especially if you're someone that can absorb knowledge that way but I'm I will say if it is a good quality video like they have good camera angles it's zoomed in the video is clear they're good at explaining things I do enjoy like the nail hubs videos are phenomenal. I love the nail she hubs videos. She is, she's great. She does a great she's job. She's incredibly with camera quality. She is like the way she explained things just like makes sense to me. She's honestly one of the only people that I've watched and they're like, I'm going to go try that right now. And I would it. in a heartbeat take one of her classes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I would pay her a billion dollars in my left big toe to do it. Yeah. She's her classes are great. And I know like, I love Hillary's classes. I love Hillary's classes. They're my favorite. I know that they're not really your vibe. Like they're not really like the something that you enjoy watching, but I like the way she teaches. And that just shows that like we're very different people and yeah. learn very different ways, but we learn the same information. Mm-hmm. Like we do very similar things. It just depends on who we learned it from. Yeah, and I feel like that's something important. That's a pretty microphone, Adrian. Thanks. (laughs) I'm just moving stuff. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's something important to uh, factor in when you're thinking about online education or just containing education in general, especially if you're on a budget and you don't have a lot of money to spend. And you need to make sure if you're spending the money on something that it's going to work for you, how do you learn? what is how do you best absorb knowledge I'm a hands-on learner and I I need someone there that's like drilling it into me that's coming around and I'm like okay look at this nail I think it looks great and they're like "Eh." but does it but does it look great because let me tell you that fucking class we took this bitch (laughs) and I'm sorry I'm gonna get fired up about this this bitch because we wasted $75 on it and then she mailed us the fucking certificate and spelt my name wrong <laughs> well, do you remember how she was like pen. Do you, mine's just typed do you remember how she like sent me and I had to send her an email and I was like where is my stuff you said it was shipped three weeks ago doesn't take that long to get from Canada to Utah yeah, and then it turns it out she hadn't mess. shipped it. Yeah, and then it's like, and then she just emailed it to you, and you couldn't print it because the quality was terrible, and then the quality of the classes were awful, and just the way that she taught things, she was out of frame, it was out of focus, she didn't make any sense, and then we're sending her pictures of these nails we were doing, and she's like, no, this is wrong, and I literally turned on an extra light, 
and change the lighting or move my finger a millimeter to the side. And she's like, perfect. That is the perfect example. The most beautiful nail I've ever seen. I'm like, it's the same nail. <laughs> it's the same so fucking nail. Well, and like, I... It, the hard thing with her is that she is an educator for a brand. And I think that that's a bad, like that reflects poorly on that brand. Cause that brand's products are great. Yeah. They're phenomenal. But uh, speaking of which I want to get more of those gels. You need to remind me to buy some gel from them. I will. Because I want some of their gel, their hard gel. I like their hard gel anyway, but she was like, it reflects poorly on that brand that she was so like aggressive about it. It's a hard it on that that is something that's hard about online education and i feel like another thing you need to look out for with online education and i think we should move on to youtube now because this has to do with youtube so there is a brand that puts out tons of online education i'm sure you know who they are is it quality not in my opinion because okay that they give it it just screams at me waste your product so you can buy more you should not be piling half a bottle of gel per client and then just filing it all off to make it smooth because all that's doing is the more dust that is on your table is the more money you're throwing away and all that especially with gel yes and because gel is expensive yeah it's very expensive and especially that you can't like Yeah, there's no reason that you should be piling that much gel on unless the only goal is to get people to use more products so they have to buy more product and in turn spend more money on your brand. Or get people in and out of your chair. Yeah, that's shady to me. And I don't think that you should be putting your integrity and your pride and your work on the line just to make more money, get people in and out faster. It's it's shady to me and I don't, it is I don't shady. fucks with that. I don't like that. I don't like that mentality at all. I feel like that's a mentality that's really strong in the cosmetology industry is like you have to make sure that the next nail tech is doing poorly because that means you're doing good. They, you don't want them to have clients. You don't want them to make money. You want to be doing better than they are. And that's not cool, man. That's not no. cool. Nail tech should support nail techs. Yep. It's just, it's an in and out as fast as possible, which also isn't helping our industry because everyone thinks that nails should be in and out as fast as possible, which means they should be cheap. Yeah. There's so much that teaching people to do things that way is just like not cool. Yeah. And since we're talking about YouTube, I know that there are a few YouTubers who have been in the business for a long time, that one included, that company included. They've been in the nail business and the nail industry for a very long time, and their educators have been in the nail industry for a very long time, but they're not on top of trends. They're not on top of learning new techniques. They're not... The the length of time that you're in the industry doesn't matter. (laughs) No, not at all. You can be if you're not teaching yourself in one day. Yeah, if you're not learning, if you're not learning every single day, I do not care if you've been in nail tech for 30 years, there is something new that you can learn every single day and you should be a sponge and soak up every single bit of knowledge you can. There's yeah. no excuse not to. Yep. And that nail brand that you're talking about, they're one of their main educators always talks about how um 
she did not use an e-file for 15 years of her career because she was afraid of using an e-file. E-files have been around for a long time. And when they started becoming a thing, she should have learned about it instead of saying, no, 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 I won't do it. It's one thing to learn about it, decide you don't like it and choose not to do it. It's a completely different thing to just be like, that's new. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then it's also not okay. I have met a lot of clients that are like, my previous nail tech doesn't use an e-file because it ruins the natural nail. No, that's a lie. That is a straight up lie. They are scared of it and they refuse to learn about it. So they're putting that blame on other nail techs. It's not my fault that I know how to safely and effectively use an e-file at the correct RPMs. Which is very important. It's very, very important. important. It should not sound like... (laughs) That should not be a thing. You're, You're... it should not sound like that. It shouldn't be like, ee, ee, ee. no, 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 no. Stop it. It's going to sound Break like a motor. Yep, God. it goes up it to 30,000 RPMs for a reason. That is like the whole education side. Those are pretty much all the options you have for an education. They're online. There's YouTube and Instagram, pre-recorded classes, one-on-ones, and uh, like social media lives which i feel like are more popular now and are nice because you can ask questions as you go they're very i don't like social media lives i know that they're really popular i guess i'm just not someone that's one to sit down and like actually watch a live and like interact with it um i guess you could say i'm a bitch but i don't a bitch you have got better things to do i've got a fucking kid that's constantly trying to dive bomb head first off the couch so i don't have time for that shit um but i feel like especially when they're a really popular nail tech there's so much going on in that live that you can't even get your question answered i like the concept of it i like the the texts that limit the amount of people that are able to get into that page and watch that live so that there's only so many questions being answered but when it's a fucking free-for-all in there and it's like throwing me in a lion's den and I'm like I'm out I can't do this I like to pop in on lives here and there um, but I don't generally like to watch lives and ask questions while it's happening Like if I see like Luxa, for example, they do a lot of lives. If I see that they're doing a live, I'll occasionally open it up and see if it's art or like what it is, because they usually save it later, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a new, that's a newer feature on Instagram, but it's nice that like, if you want to watch this live, you can go back and watch it later, but I can't stand watching lives where comments are just going, 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 going. They drive me nuts. Yeah. I don't want to see comments. Um, okay, in-person classes. So there's two options here. There's one-on-one and group classes. I've done both. Have you done both? I've never done any one-on-ones. Okay. So I'm a I shy done- person. <laughs> I've only ever done one one-on-one class, and that was with a Polished in Portland, who is amazing. Um, she does some of the most beautiful art I've ever seen. And so I went and took an art class with her a couple of months ago 
and it was phenomenal. I wish I would have taken another one or a longer one. I need to message her because I would love to take another one with her. Um, I loved that atmosphere, um, but I will say I do prefer group classes to one-on-one classes. I like the one-on-one attention, but I feel like one of the pros of a group class is you get to hear other people's questions that you might not have thought of. You get to see how people are doing things, their technique. Like, I mean, even how people hold their brush is going to be different from person to person. How they pick up a bead of gel, how they roll it off the brush. Do they float it? I mean, how do they do that? Um, and when you're in a group, well, it's, you it's different from that. brand to brand too. Yeah. So you get to see that. Uh, when you're in a group class. So I do prefer group classes. I like to keep it a smaller group because I am not a people person. (laughs) I'm shy. I don't talk a lot, Uh, but I'm a people watcher. I love to watch and absorb what is around me. Um, And that's, that's easy to do in a group class. So I've only taken two group classes. Are you filing your goddamn nail right now? yeah why because it's bugging me rachel (laughs) i'm not using an e-file we're nail techs that's what we do anyway i've taken so can you hear it yes are you doing a tip (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were doing your nail put that shit down oh i'm just buffing it because i wanted to do a quarter shell I like right now well, I was like I want to do you this obsessed. <laughs> You're nail art. I was like I want to do this when we get off so I'm gonna just buff it really quick while Adrian's talking <laughs> I had I had you, you need on to, mute you need to go to nail art anonymous I do that's why I'm gonna start my own classes true we are I can do all I want anyway down now Step away from the nail shit. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I've only been to two in-person classes, and they were both group settings. Technically, I've been to three because one of them was two classes in one day, but it was the same two groups of people, and I went with a friend. And I found that going with my friend turned out better, and I enjoyed it more than when I went alone. Because one of them was a pedicure class. Okay, let's let's just set the situation up for you. Rachel doesn't like feet. Rachel doesn't. Rachel doesn't like pedicures. I think they're gross. I also really, really need a support human at all times. I'm a little codependent, okay? You prefer your husband. Yes, but he can't come to nail classes with me. So so I, I walked into this pedicure class knowing that even though I knew the teacher fairly well and her and I have talked and we're kind of friends. So I had her around that I'd be okay, but that I was probably not going to enjoy it as much as I did the first time I went to class. Cause it was the same teacher for both of those classes. And I just, it, you have to, I have to be in the right environment. And I think that's a big thing that yeah. you don't think about when you're doing continuing, continuing education. Like you need to be in the right environment for you. I learned more in my Russian manicure and luminary classes than I did in my pedicure class because I was more worried about this person who I didn't know that I was doing their toes than I was about what I was taking in. And so yeah. I, it's, you have to know your learning habits. 
Yeah, are you good on your own or do you need someone with you? Mm -hmm. We're waiting for a date to open up where we can both go to this master pedicurist class because there ain't no way my ass is sitting there for four days by myself. Also, we need to do the Onifix certification together. The fuck is that? (laughs) Onifix, it's a product that like uh, repairs your ingrown toenails. You making fun of me and my shit and then you go put on a face mask in the middle? Hey, I'm not fucking over here. <laughs> I muted it. <laughs> then you stopped talking and I was like, shit, gotta say something. <laughs> I muted myself. Anyway. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the different options after you get out of school. Um, fuck, Rachel is distracting me. She's doing a fucking tortoise shell now right now, right in the middle of this. Next, we're going to talk about your after graduation options. Uh, I have stuck to one option, which is being a completely solo nail tech all on my own. I like working by myself. I like being by myself. That is like my favorite environment, not having to work, but work around other people, their hours, their schedule, their clientele, their services. I'm all by myself. I get to pick everything. So before I even got my license, I just graduated school. I had my test scheduled. I was ready to get it. I signed a lease at Sola Salons. I went in there. I was there for about a year. Um, It was fine. It was not ideal. Um, And I ended up finding somewhere that was bigger, about five times bigger, uh, about 400 bucks a month cheaper. And it was five minutes away from my house where solo was 25 minutes. Uh, Again, by myself, solo, nobody else involved. That is my absolute favorite place to be. (laughs) I love being at work. I love being there. It is my, my area. Um, So with me being such an introverted person, that is my my ideal environment, being by myself. I don't have to see anybody. I get to just go in there and spend time with my clients, which is how I like it. I like it being one-on-one, just the two of us. Uh, There's, I don't even have, it's not even like renting a room out of a salon. I'm completely alone in there. So there's nobody else there, which is like my jam. Rachel, on the other hand, has been in basically every scenario besides working in an actual nail salon alongside other nail techs correct I've worked in a nail salon it just I had my own room I wasn't like in I had the option to either work in my own room or work like Mm -hmm. side by side with other nail techs and I chose not to work side by side with other nail techs because no (laughs) I also do not like peopling as we've discussed several times in this I'm not a big fan of people so I did not choose to work side by side but I have been in a home salon I've been in a private studio I've been in a salon the only thing I haven't done is open up my own place to work like you but I'm getting there I would consider Fifth Avenue your own place it felt like my own place but it was also just like Sola yeah like it was a bunch of nail techs and uh hairdressers all in this one space Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily like I don't know like mine mine but I would say that I had I feel like I had more free reign to my fifth avenue place than you had to Sola yeah because like I literally could come at two o'clock in the morning if I wanted to like that I could do that at Sola too 
I could do whatever I wanted. I come in whatever. And when they shut down, people were like still allowed to come and go. They weren't allowed. Yeah, to I couldn't clients. do that. I couldn't do that at Solo when we were shut down. I actually moved all my stuff, including my desk, out of Solo for that reason. Um, we could not come and go as we pleased. Yeah. Which so, was not cool. Fifth Avenue was probably my favorite. So working in a studio suite was probably my favorite, but I still at the end of the day would rather lease a space that is entirely mine, that I can do whatever I want with it than having a space that somebody else told me what to do. This tortoise shell's adorable, by the way. You just sent me a pic. So I've done it all. I honestly, I think that it's an important thing for you to look at. I've never done commission. That is an option after you finish graduation. I do have friends who did that. Um, and I will say that I don't think, I don't feel like commission is beneficial to you. No, I don't it's feel like commission. Do your own. I don't feel like you get paid what you deserve when you're working off of commission. Well, you don't set your prices. You're literally working for someone else. You don't set your prices. You don't even set your hours when you're working commission. Yeah. And if you don't bring people in, you don't get paid. So it's not like you're getting paid hourly plus commission. You're only getting paid for the nails you're doing. So if you're not bringing people in, you're not getting paid. Now, if you're building your clientele and you don't have, you don't know a lot of people in the salons willing to help you build your clientele, then commission could be great. Yeah. But I think as far as I put my shit away, Yabby. I think as far as uh, actually working and building your business, that's very different. I also yeah. think you have to look at the steps you take after graduation as not being like, first I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this, then I do this. Because like Adrian and I have both found that we have more of a passion for doing nails and for teaching nails than we do for doing clients. Yeah. And uh I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm good at teaching certain things, not everything. Um, so like, I feel like I'm good at teaching certain things. Does that mean that I have to do like, first I work here, then I build a clientele, then I'm allowed to teach, then I can teach this way. Then like, do, should I have to climb that ladder or should I just be able to teach because that's the part that I enjoy and I'm good at it and I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel like there there isn't a timeline that you have to stick to. Um, and something that I try and remind myself about every aspect of my life, if something is going to be an uphill battle and it's just problem after problem after problem, it's probably not meant to be. If you're meant to be at that spot in your life at that time, it's going to happen. Like when I moved to my new studio, it happened like so quickly. And everything just kind of fell. Yeah, it literally was like a week. Like my boyfriend had found the place on Facebook Marketplace. I called the lady. I went, looked at it the next day. I signed my lease the next day. And I started moving in two weeks later. Like it was so fast and everything just, it just worked. Like everything flowed together. Everything went perfectly. There was no like issues. There was no uphill battle. Whereas when I was moving into sola I feel like I rushed that I rushed that I was fighting with the state 
They were saying I didn't pay them for my license when I did. It got lost. They didn't know what happened to it. I mean, it was a whole fucking mess. And I don't feel like Solo was where I was meant to be. Solo was a hard place to be because it was $235 a week. I went straight into that with not a single client but my mom. That was risky. That's a risky risky. thing to do there, Adrian. Yeah. And I feel like my business has grown exponentially in the year that I've been where I'm at now because it was just meant to be. Yeah, I think that it's uh, your options after graduation are things you need to weigh. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of good things. There's a lot of not so good things. Um, You just need to know what's best for you. I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to education and finishing after graduation, you need to know what's best for you. Like that's the biggest key is know what's going to work in your life. I personally, I don't hate being a home-based nail tech, which is what I am right now. Um, But it's not a situation I want to stay in permanently. And I know that. I also know that I will never work in the salon again nope I will not do it even if I own my own salon it will not be like a traditional salon it will be individual rooms okay so next week we are going to talk about Rachel's favorite thing in the whole freaking world rices we're going to talk about what not what you should charge because that's completely individual we're going to talk about why you should figure out what you should charge how to how to figure out what you should charge what you should upcharge why you should upcharge it and why you don't need to explain your pricing to anybody it's none of their mother effing business you don't have to explain that to people and i'm like i'm already getting fired up i'm excited for this one it's gonna be good there's a lot i have a lot to say about pricing I could go on for days about pricing. Yes. So and that should be that should be a good specifically one. in the nail industry. Pricing yep. in the nail industry is an issue. Pricing yourself compared to other places, your pricing compared to other people in the beauty industry, all of it. Yeah, yeah, that should be a good one. So make sure you guys tune in for that episode because that one's going to get heated. That's a really touchy subject in the community. I mean, nobody really talks we about that. We will probably get eaten alive for posting about this. But oh well. Either eaten alive or praised. We'll be eaten alive yeah. or praised. Those will be our options. People yeah. either love that we talk about it or they'll hate it. So if you hate it, if you don't want to hear us get fired up, if you don't want to talk off. about prices, just skip this one and go to the next one. Yep. Yep. Fuck Which we don't know what the one after that's that. going to be. So just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will catch you guys when we talk about pricing.